Marge, I'm 239 and I'm feeling fine. Look, I'm using the original notches that came with my belt. That's wonderful, Homer. I'm so proud Let me of you. get this straight. You're pleased with your current appearance? <laughs> uh, why, my good man, you're the fattest thing I've ever seen. And I've been on safari. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in the refrigerator. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we are going to be reviewing Brush with Greatness, not least a substitute. Not least a substitute. Uh, full disclosure for everyone out there, I spent the afternoon researching and reviewing the wrong episode. I wept to myself gently in the tea room at work <laughs> watching Lisa Substitute and it was all for nothing. Because what happened was, so we started recording the podcast about half an hour ago. Yeah. And we may or may not have put the, the audio up on the Facebook page if we haven't. This is what happened. Basically, I said, today we're here to review Brush with Greatness, or is it Brush of Greatness is what I said. And then Mitch looked at me funny. I went, oh, now I feel stupid because he's looking at me like I should know what it is. Yeah, no, what I was, that look <laughs> was a, it was a face that I it haven't pulled t- since <sighs> year 12, VCE, when this <laughs> teacher came in with, okay, and textbook's down, guys, we're having an our algebra <laughs> exam. <laughs> oh, no. I've been it, studying calculus. You looked very concerned. <laughs> I, I, I felt very concerned. I was going to try not to tell you. I was just going to try and wing it. And I think I could have succeeded, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. no, professionalism reigns supreme. No, but I, I, I said... Basically, I said, no, we're not doing it. And then you're like, no, I can wing it. I said, we are not going to be doing a review without you watching the episode. Yeah. So, we just watched it then. The hundred uh, times that I've watched this episode before count for nothing. But I, I noticed that you were taking notes, which are notes that you didn't have 10 minutes ago. No, I'll look. Well, yeah, I'll probably look at those. They might come in handy. <laughs> Alrighty. So, what have you been getting up to the last couple uh, of weeks? Well, you and I have both been jet-setting around Australia. Yeah. Apologies to everyone listening out there that's been wondering why the podcast has been more than a week in between. Yeah. A little disjointed with the usual uploading. It's just been, you know, holidays. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year. So, you were off in the Alice Springs checking out that Oh, I didn't big... actually go to Alice Springs. Just went to Uluru. Just to Uluru. So, I thought that was relatively close to each other. But I, that, maybe. It is. Or would that it be big fly ass... into like five minutes from The Rock? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the big stone in the middle of Australia. Yeah. Basically. And it was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. I yeah. really enjoyed myself. I thought I've always had the mentality of it's just a giant rock. Why yep. would anyone care? Climb up to the top to get a view of nothing. Well, you can't get up there anymore, basically. They're, like, oh. they're doing all their powers to make sure that people can't climb it anymore. That's a shame. Did you get to go to that? Is there? Is it around that area that there's that cave that has like six different color sunsets if you get there at the right time? Like the way the sun kind of comes in and reflects through it? Because I know you posted Oh, maybe. That. I didn't see it. Okay. You posted some photo of a cave. Did I? All of my knowledge of that area. Are you sure you're talking about me? A cave? No, maybe it was like a ravine or something. Like there were big rock walls. Like, but I'll clarify. All of my knowledge of Australia oh, comes like from a canyon watching... thing. Yeah, canyon. That'll do. Okay, that's another C word. <laughs> it's something. Um, but I was going to say, all my knowledge comes from watching Russell Coit's All Aussie Adventures. That's, yeah, that's the only way I know anything about the middle of Australia. But no, it was fun. So what have you been doing? You've been in Queensland, yeah, theme park, which ties in well with this episode. It does. Yeah. No, I was up in the Sunshine Coast and Surfers Paradise for a little while. So. We did uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. That's the only one I really care about now. I uh, did Sea World. I got to swim with a seal. That was a, that was a bit of oh, fun. Oh, with a seal. That's pretty cool. It was. Uh, Movie World was the most exciting for me. I got to go on the Superman ride. How good's a Superman ride? I haven't been on that. Like, I love Superman, as everyone would know. And I You've never been on it before? No, I haven't been to Movie World since that. Like, it's been 10 years. Oh, wow. Years. It's a lot different now. I was like a five-year-old when I went in there. Like, hey, did they still have the Gremlins ride when you were there? 
Which is now no, the Scooby Doo no, ride. No, that 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 hasn't been around for a little while. <laughs> a um, long time. Yeah, that was a cool ride though. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I liked rides like that that took a really long time. They used to have Bugs Bunny burrowing through the center of the earth. It, it was, was a, like a five. minute It was a water ride. park thing. A yeah. water ride. Yeah, yeah. Ride. Almost nothing happened other than watching Looney Tunes yeah. characters. <laughs> it, was, it was like it's a small world. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, but no, the Superman ride for anyone that hasn't been on it before, uh, the whole idea is that you catch it in the subway in Metropolis and there's an earthquake and things are falling down. And you get like this emergency kind of announcer going, it's going to collapse within eight seconds. And, and the walls start collapsing. Then you yeah. hear Superman's voice. It's like, don't worry, folks. I'll get you out of here. Yeah. Fast. Superman fast. As cheesy as that line was, I was... He doesn't school- say Superman fast. He or, does. Or maybe he's ad- they've added it in because never used to say okay, that. He does. Yeah. He, he might have, that yeah. is cheesy. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I loved it. I ate it up like you wouldn't believe. Uh, and then I was about to say, yay, Superman, but we took off. And you do like 4.2 Gs very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but American yeah. listeners are laughing at our rides because their rides are yeah, 10 times better. Yeah. But uh, it's, the, it's the closest thing to a thrill seeker roller coaster we've got in Australia. Yeah. The Arkham Asylum, what used to be the Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon ride, yeah. is still a pretty cool one. So that's yeah, one yeah, of those ones I where you feed it on that, though. It's very rough. Yeah. It throws you around a lot. There's yep. corkscrews and loops and all sorts of business. Um, I also got to see Batman fight two ninjas in the, in the street. street. How good is it? That was amazing. I'm like, this is actually Batman. I know. <laughs> like, it was a really great choreographed fight. And Did they come down the, the side of the building as well? I missed. I got there about halfway through, so ah, they were okay. just sort of shaping up in the street, getting yep. ready to throw down. Yep. Uh, but, you know, he flips the dude onto the uh, yeah. shoulder. Like, it was phenomenal. Really, really cool stuff. <laughs> but my highlight from the entire trip, I was spending some time for the most part, catching up with my grandmother. Yep. And Ash was with us as well. So, Nan's showing us around uh, to the different bits and pieces of, the, you know, just of her life, where she used to live, where she's moving to, that sort of stuff. And she drives past a fish and chip shop and commented about how it was a really good fish and chip shop. It was one that she, you know, goes to the more often than not. I have a look at this place. It's got the greatest name I've ever seen for any fish and chip shop in Australia. It's called F and C's. That so is pretty good. Capital F, lowercase n, capital C, lowercase s. So, but I've commented, well, that's a great name, yeah. FNCs. And my nan's gone, yep, fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> we had this exact, I've got, uh, well, that's one way yeah. that, that could be interpreted, yes. She's paused for a minute and then it's dawned on her. And then she got angry at me. <laughs> Mitchell. I'm like, I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that referred to it. It reminds me of this great place. I think it was Thai food. It was some Asian restaurant in Es Rock. Mm. It was called Es Wok. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love a good pun. Oh, so good. Es Wok. <laughs> you know the other thing that happened? There's, there was a place on the Sunshine Coast when I lived there that was called, I think it was Nostalgia Park or something along those okay. lines. It's closed down. So I got to go there and be nostalgic <laughs> about nostalgia. <laughs> it was amazing. Alrighty, so I remember when we used to remember things. Yes, that's all we do on this podcast. Pretty much. Remembering things. Yeah. Speaking of, let's get into the episode. We so should. So, what were your first thoughts going back? Well, oh, hang on. Before that? we do, we've skipped over one of the most important parts. Oh, yeah, your big debut. I've got a live read. Yes. Um, for Mi- listeners out there. I don't even know what it is, but apparently we have a sponsor. Is we- it a sponsor or is it just... No, I'll call this a sponsor. T- tell people what it is. I think we'll get some free merch out of this. So, basically... Look, we need to try and investigate different ways that we can progress this podcast as we go forward. Now, one of those, for anyone that listens to this podcast, could potentially be ads. I happen to have a very good friend of mine who has just launched a business in Geelong. Don't say what it is yet, though. I'm not. Oh, please. What do you think I am? <laughs> Some sort of amateur? Uh, no, a friend of mine who's launched a, uh, a business. So, look, if you guys are listening and you've been enjoying this show, 
and you want to know how you can support us. One of the ways that you can do that is by just allowing me 20 to 30 seconds of your time. Pay particular attention to this bit if you could, if you please. And we're going to let you know some ways that you'll be able to help out someone else, but in turn, you'll be helping us as well because we can say, hey, we did this and then we get money. By the way, before you do it though, right? You're getting one chance. If you blow it, that's it. It's a live reading. It's a live reading. You so can't make a mistake. If There's I no editing fumble, happening there. No, that's fine. I'll, I edit the rest of the podcast, but this ain't going to be edited. Whatever happens, happens. You know what? At the very least, I will just come out with this in the next episode and then the episode after this, and then I can try and improve on things as and, we go along. And you get 30 seconds. You go over. You're going to pull that on yes. me. Yes. You get 30 seconds. It's a live read. 30 seconds of airtime, man. That's cost, all- <laughs> cost the material. That's all they've bought. All right. Um, so, let's get into Brush of Greatness, shall we? Well, we haven't done this yet. What? You cut me off already. What the live read? What happened to my 30 seconds? You're going to do it later. It's a tease for later, man. And I'm doing it now. I'm doing <gasps> it before the episode when people are listening, when they're at the most attentive. <sighs> okay, then. I will be quick about <laughs> it. Alrighty, your 30 seconds starts from... Let me get the count happening. From now. Okay. Established by two fashion-thinking gentlemen, Sir Sock has been created for the polished Sir. Featuring a carefully selected range of classic fanboyant... Flamboyant, uh, flamboyant and stylish socks. We aim to provide you with the latest seasonal trends. Dando, you may not be aware of this, but a sock can make a huge statement about the outfit that you're wearing. You ever see someone wearing so- uh, shorts with black socks and white shoes? No. They look awful. I did see someone wearing Superman socks the other day, and I liked that person. Yeah, exactly. But if you would like to be more of a polished sir, check out the guys <laughs> at Sir Sock. Well, you can't cut me off because now's the bit where I tell, oh, no, you, no, okay. tell these guys about the good stuff. If you're looking... Basically, it's... Um, if you uh, understand what a live read is, though, right? Your time's up. Go for it. Keep going. Keep I'm going. I'm on a radio. I do what I want. This is my fucking show. Don't tell me my time's up. Um, no, Sir Socks. So, basically, it's bespoke, so- uh, bespoke socks. They're handcrafted. They are much more interesting patterns than you would normally get. So, if you need a new pair of socks, please check these guys out. www.sirsock.com. S-I-R-S-O-C-K. While you're there, use the discount code FOURFINGER. F-O-U-R-F-I-N-G-E-R to receive 15% off two or more pairs on any order. You will get free shipping anywhere within Australia. Shipping costs may apply when you're overseas, I presume. But please, if you're after new socks, I highly recommend that you check those guys out. I've got a couple of them at home. They're really, really good quality stuff. And it'll be helping us out as well. All good? I'm done. That was painless, wasn't it? I didn't want to interrupt you, that's all. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you to everyone for listening, and now on with the review. Yeah, it's time for Brush With Greatness. It's the third time I've tried to get into it. I thought we are doing it later, that's all. My bad. No, people switch off. You reckon? Yeah, no, well, I've got... Well, they switch off halfway through our I know at least stories. one person. I know at least one person that will switch off, and I've got a message for the mailbag that will cover that off in a moment. Yeah, already. So, what were your first thoughts of uh, Brush With Greatness? Going back... I remember this being a great f- episode, and I wasn't disappointed. My first thoughts of Lisa's substitute were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, same deal. I uh, This is the one that kicks off a run for, of great episodes for us. Like, yeah, this definitely. Is, this is part of why I was thinking that we were doing Lisa's substitute is because we have so many great ones, but that was the one that stood out in my head, and I was just thinking, great, 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 great. This but, is one of, the, one of the first times I've been genuinely excited to get into reviewing Yeah, it. like you guys are in for an absolute treat in the next five to six weeks, and then all through season three, and then four for the... For and then the the next, golden years. For the next four years of this podcast, basically, if we're doing roughly one a week, you guys are in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to the background that, I, I mean, at the top of my head, when I think of Brush With Greatness, I think of the stuff with Ringo. I didn't immediately connect to the Mount Splash more. I forgot that happened in thing. this episode, yeah. Yeah, and, and Homer's... Well, I remembered about Homer's weight loss because of the Mr. Burns put down, but I didn't realise just how central it was to Homer's sort of through line throughout this episode. From watching it, they got back to... We've complained about the way Homer had been written in the last few episodes. Yeah. It's fucking perfect here. Yeah. And it's perfect 
in the next episode as well because I watched that. But what episode is that? Uh, Lisa Substitute. It's a little <laughs> one. I don't know if many people have heard of it or not. At least we're teasing next week's show. Yeah, well and truly. Well, like- they, they, they do a really good job of making you feel sorry for Homer in this episode, which is something, like you said, they haven't done for a few weeks yeah. now. It's the first time you see Homer feel bad about himself. Yeah. Like legitimately bad about... Yeah, legitimate insecurity about his own body image. Well, I had it in my notes. It's the first time they really emphasised his weight being a problem and people around him acknowledging it and making it seem like it's a big deal. Yeah. It's always been the, the butt of jokes, his weight, but now they're sort of saying, you are unhealthy. Yeah. You need to fix that. You, know? you are being stuck in tubes. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a real it's issue. human. <laughs> so, original air date was April 11th, 1991. The chalkboard gag was, I will not hide behind the Fifth Amendment. Do you know what the Fifth Amendment is? I didn't research that. Uh, the Fifth Amendment is the right to not make any comment on the grounds that you may incriminate yourself. I saw like you see in SVU and stuff like that. Yeah. And the couch gag was the couch tips over and Maggie flies up, lands on a cushion, then she sits in the couch's position. Facts about this episode. It was written by Brian K. Roberts. Now, he was a man who was originally an audio-visual editor on the show, and he got asked to write an episode. Yeah. And he was a big Beatles fan, so he incorporated Ringo into the episode. Or he, he wrote Ringo into the episode hoping he would do it, sent the script to him. Apparently, Ringo read like two lines of dialogue and said, yep, I'm going to do it. And that's what I, I think in this episode, Ringo, you can tell he's someone who wanted to be on the show. See, I always figured that the guy must have just been a big fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. So, I've got that wrong. <laughs> massively. And it's also got John Lovitz in it. He plays Professor Lombardo. Mm-hmm. And you plays will, him to perfection. Yes. We're watching it. And you're like, who voices this guy? And I'm like, John Lovitz. How can you not tell? It's his voice. He's less Lovitzy than normal. You think? Yeah, I reckon he, he puts it's a more little camp? Bit, yeah, more camp. And he's sort of working in a higher register as well. Yeah, he's much more high pitch. You're yeah. right. Um, and Ringo Starr, he was the first Beatle to appear on the show. A little bit of a fun fact. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there were some guidelines when he agreed to do the show. When he came to the studio, there was no touching, no approaching him. Really? And you weren't allowed to ask for an autograph. Not allowed to look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to acknowledge his existence, apparently. Wow. You're not allowed to look at me in the eye unless you're giving me directions. Yeah. And even then, don't look at me directly in the eyes. Look just below them. <laughs> look at the tip of my nose. And the guy who wrote the episode, who was the whole reason that Ringo was there, didn't get that memo. So he, as soon as yeah. as soon as Ringo apparently got out of the stretch limo, came up to him, "Hi, Ringo, I'm a huge fan. Hey, I'm a huge fan. Can you sign this for me?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ringo was a sport, and he stood at the episode. So the episode starts off. Ringo with- was a sport. No, hang on. Ringo wasn't a diva. Let's let's not make yeah. Ringo seem like he's a good guy for just doing something. Well, that's normal. just what Al Jean said. Apparently, I think probably on audio commentary or something. Yeah. So. yeah okay. But anyway, yeah, highfalutin fame types. Look, if we ever get famous, ask me for all the autographs that I want. Oh, sorry, that you guys want, that I want. <laughs> I want a that lot. That is true to your character. But you assign your own autograph to yourself. I have, uh, <laughs> hi, Mitch uh, from Forfinger. Have you heard of me before? You will have. Here, have this. <laughs> I, I prepared this earlier. <laughs> Mummy, why did that man give me a photo of him? <laughs> Signed to him. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Mitch, big fan. Love yeah. the show. Signed, Mitch. Here you go. Have that kid. You will totally do that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> And then give it to a kid. It'd <laughs> be phenomenal. And be happy about it. Imagine that. You go to a book signing and then like no one realises because you don't actually read them at the book signing at the yeah, end of the right, day. Yeah. Everyone realises that all I've done is write messages to myself and <laughs> every book. <laughs> it's the best thing. You can do it inside the cover. You, you didn't say stuff like, how do you spell that? And you just yep. write Mitch anyway. Yep. <laughs> That's oh, like something- oh, Rebecca. Oh, I thought you said Mitch. It's uh, it's something that... Uh, sorry, who's the guy from Man on the Moon? I've just completely Jim gone Jim Carrey or no, Andy Kaufman. No, it's something Andy Kaufman oh, would 100%. do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, just to take the piss out of and everyone. For and it. just be so deadly serious about yeah. it. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? That's your name. <laughs> <laughs> so, it starts off with the Mount Splashmore Krusty Live special. And as yep. I said, once this came on, it was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, that's right. It's this episode. Yeah. Because I think... 
The Mount Splashmore stuff resonates with fans, but you, it's one of those things you don't remember which episode it's from. Yeah. Well, it's it, just, it's its own thing. And you don't remember that it's only five minutes no, either. You like sort of, you, you think of it as the Mount Splashmore episode, don't you? Yeah, you do. Whereas when I was watching it now, I realized that it, it was really just that five it felt minutes. like they were trying to kill time. It was this. Yeah. Particularly the whole, like they really dragged right, it Right, it does. Yeah, yeah. They spent more time watching Krusty on TV than they've ever really spent watching Krusty on TV before. Do you think Krusty just seemed like he genuinely just loved being at the theme park? Because I think when you go to a theme park, even when you're an adult, it just brings out the kid in you. Yeah. Like, when you're at Movie World and you're walking down and it's got the Batman music playing and stuff, and you're like, this is amazing. And yeah. When I walked in, there was a moment where Ash was just looking at me and kind of uncomfortably looking at me. I was like, what are you doing? She said, like, I'm just taking in how happy you are right now. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that I was just walking around with this gigantic grin on my yeah, face. Yeah, how good is it? It was great. It was really, really <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I can only imagine how great it would be. And I, I fully understood right then and there why people that live in LA would buy a season ticket to Florida or- To Uni- Disneyland and stuff. Yeah, exactly. To Florida. Sorry, yeah. To, <laughs> to Disneyland or to Universal Studios because it does just give you that feeling of magic every time you're in there. Do you think it's because when you're at a theme park- it's a place where, as an adult, you're allowed to act like a kid and get away with it. I think, it's, yeah. It's, it's like universally accepted to act crazy when you're at a theme park. Yeah. Probably we, has a fair bit to do with it. It's just all uninhibited. And everyone, no one's going there to have a bad day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, I completely forgot about the, the Mount Splashmore stuff. What I did like about it was how, he, at the end, you, you think Krusty really likes it, and then he goes, I hope all you kids come out this weekend and really pack this place just to show them how grateful I am. I told them you would. Don't make me a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told my guys that you'll buy socks. Don't make me a liar. <laughs> but how good is the crude along with Krusty? a rather shameless promotion. Hey, it worked on me. Me too. It, it just instantly stuck in your head. It's a yeah. great jingle for an ad, and I would love it if more ads... Every ad tries to do this. This just calls it out exactly for what it is. Take me, take me, take me, take me now. Yeah. <laughs> now, 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 now. 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 <laughs> I love uh, Krusty singing that reminds me of later episodes when he starts singing The Doors Break On Through. Oh, it's when just, he's just going crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. real passionate into the <laughs> microphone about <laughs> yeah. it. And I love that the kids know that it's an ad. They don't care. They want to go to Mount Splashmore. Yeah. Because it just seems like a great place to go. And here, Bart and Lisa, A, call it out about it being a shameless play. Yeah. Worked on me. Me too. And then they commence the great power of children to yeah. just annoy and annoy and annoy until they get their way. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? No. 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 Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? No. Mount Splashmore? No. I was watching this and I'm like. I think the way they would have done it is basically Yardley and Nancy would have just recorded the line once and yeah. put over. It would have I would been... have loved to have they actually said it over and over and over again. And you could sense the tiredness in their voice as well, trying to say it over and over again. Yeah, true. But I liked the relentless energy of it by doing yeah, it the way they did. Because yeah, kids right. don't get tired. They just want the, what they want. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and it also would have been near on impossible to say it that many times without getting tongue-tied. Try and say it three times quickly right now. Will you take me to Mount Spass? <laughs> and we're moving along. <laughs> I do like, though, how Homer goes, If I take you, will you two shut up and quit bugging me? Yeah, of course. Well, 
Will you take the mouse flash more? Yes! Thanks, Dad. And then it cuts to um in the car. I love how relentless Bart is when he's just honking the horn. Yeah. You know when you there's always one person in the family that's always running behind. Yes. It was always my mum, and she always says, "Oh, I'm just doing everything that you don't do. You don't lock the doors, and you don't do this." And it's like, Mum, you're late for everything. Being the man, it's very rarely me because I <laughs> can take it. No, no, no. I mean, being the man. <laughs> what I mean by that is I'm very easy to get ready. Mm. So I throw on a shirt. I run something through my hair and I'm out the door. As like, bad as it is, it's accepted for us to look like shit. Yeah, well, I like to think I carry myself with a certain air of... Especially ra- when you're with rakish, me. I'm wearing like short looks. shorts. <laughs> but I mean, I don't have to worry about makeup. I don't have to straighten hair. I don't have to do all that sort of stuff. But somehow, seemingly, all women everywhere on... Maybe not all, but a lot of girls that I yeah, know... I'm glad you took that deal. <laughs> a lot of girls I know, despite being in their mid-twenties and maybe being married to me, seem to, every every day... Be surprised by how long it takes them to put their makeup on. <laughs> like, it never realised that, well, maybe I should give myself a half-hour head start here. I always say to Nicola, like, you don't need to wear that makeup. <laughs> how many times in a week do you say this sentence? Well, I'll be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say it a lot, and then I got my head bitten off, so I don't say it anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, you get real frustrated when you turn the car on before yes. they're even there, as if that will somehow Ooh, I've had to speed I've, them up. <laughs> I've had the horn honked at me a couple of times, and I did not appreciate it, because <laughs> what had happened was, usually this is the case, right? Nicholas spends all... We're gonna, I'm going to get in big trouble when Nicholas listens to this. But anyway, <laughs> Nicholas spends ages getting ready. I'm ready laying on bed playing Candy Crush. And okay. she goes, all right, you ready? And I'm like... Yes, I've been ready for half an hour. So yeah. we go to walk out. So then you go to do your shoes up, and then she's like, "Well, I'm waiting." <laughs> yeah, yes, that. And then we go to walk out the door. She goes, "Oh, is the back door left open for Jet? Or has Jet been fed yet?" I'd be like, "Well, I didn't feed him. Oh, we need to feed him before we go." So I'll go do that. She's, like, "I'll be in the car." Oh. And, and, then, and then I get the horn honking. Oh no! Oh man. Anyway, continuing on with the Simpsons. What I liked about this scene was this is the first time it, in this episode I think it really started to emphasize Homer's weight. He struggled to get his bathers on. Yep. Getting- Real cartoon moment where the babies, uh, babies. I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> What's the ba- wrong with you? Where the, it's pretty hot and sweaty in here, isn't where it? Where the bathe... It's, we keep saying that too often. People are going to think we're having like Roman orgies in here or something. <laughs> but um, if you just pass up my sandals, by the way, just keep those at the door. Yep. Uh, where the bathers go from being a smiley face to a frowny face. And then when he gets in the car, Homer, his gut's hitting the steering wheel. Yep. How's um, the singlet tan as well? I really love is that. that a, is, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it a singlet tan or a singlet? No, it's a singlet tan. Because you can see his nipples. See his nipples yeah. This is also the first time where Marge is... You sort of get the sense that she's not... Is she saying she's embarrassed by Homer's weight? She doesn't want him to go out looking like... She's, oh, that doesn't really live much of the imagination. It's her polite way of saying, can you please put something on because I don't want to be seen with you like this? Yeah, you could probably read that into it a little bit, yeah. So they get to Matt Splashmore, and uh, I like the sign. Did you see the sign at the entrance? This could have been a trivia question, but I'll do it now. It says, mm. we aren't copless, so don't go topless. Oh, right, okay. No, And I there's a picture of a cop carrying out a naked or topless chick over his shoulder. Okay, yep. In this episode, there's a lot of sight gags like that. The Simpsons writers, I think they're really starting to... Do you think they're sort of starting to take advantage of every sort of aspect of the show now? They're sort of thinking, hey, there's a bit of empty space on the screen. Let's fill it with Let's something. Let's see what we can do. Just yeah. sort of, do you think they just did they it those sort sorts of, of jokes that would be awful for writers because you spend four hours on them and it's a two-second bit that but, half the people won't see? Especially when this came out because we didn't have freeze frames to the extent that we do now. But So do you think they wrote them for that sort of freeze frame gag or do you think they wrote it just for themselves so they, they knew it was there so they could quickly see it on screen and it's done? Do you think they sort of had the mentality of... Well, no one's ever going to see this again. It's just we can put whatever we want oh. there. There's even just in days of TV. There still would have, in the nineties. There would have been VHS players and that sort of thing, wouldn't there? Oh, there was VHS, of course. Yeah. yeah. So there was ability to record stuff and still go through it. They, yeah, they that's true. They would know that even without that, 
I'm sure that if you went back to the 60s, there would have been little bits in the background and super obsessive people that would have picked up on it. Like, there's always going to be someone out there that will get it. I just can't imagine there being nerds like there are now, to the extent, like, TV nerds and critics, like, in the 60s. You not watch Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, that's not 60s, but... Yeah, that's, like, 80s, isn't it? Uh, what about Pleasantville? Okay. Tobey Maguire would have, would have been all over it. So, the family's walking around, and I like Homer's gaggy, and it's completely true, which is... But at least to find the H2, whoa. Yep. And there's a huge line. Why do we line up for so long, especially at water parks? The ride goes for 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. Why do we do it? Why do we stand in the heat for an hour for a 30-second ride? I don't know. They're all this, aren't water rides all the same? There's really? got to be a cap on it. Like I, I know that theme parks obviously need to make a lot of money because they're so big. The land alone yeah. would cost a lot. But there really should be a max limit. So you know, maybe a 20-minute wait on a ride. Even that is a fairly long wait. The best day that I've ever had at a water theme park was up in Queensland. It was about 27 degrees and it was pouring down with rain. I reckon there would have been maybe 200 people in the park max and I didn't have to line up for anything. It was fantastic. But the worst I've ever had at a theme park was a 35-degree day at a water park. Oh, man, that would have been terrible. hour and a half wait for a ride. My like, uncle Darren reckons when he went to America, this was in 99, nearly I think like two and a half hour wait that wasn't a ride. How insane is that? Yeah. I don't know whether he did it. I just remember him telling me, like, I just could not bring, I couldn't wait more than an hour, I don't think. No, I, unless it was the only thing that I hadn't done that day. So basically, Bart doesn't want to wait in line. So he gets Lisa to, you know, get the waterworks happening and she pretends to cry. What I loved about this is particularly, I love it when Bart and Lisa team up for things like this. Yeah. But I love that Lisa knew she was doing the wrong thing, but she's a kid that wants to ride the ride, so she doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. It, it made you realize at the end of the day, she's smart and whatever, but she's still a kid. She's still eight years old. She's still willing to break the rules to get her own way if she yep. really wants to. Because, I mean, theme parks, they bring out the kid in you. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that I found awkward about this scene is that Bart calls Lisa babe twice. Yeah. Would you ever call your sister babe? No. It's a, it just seemed out of character. Like, why would you call feels like babe? that was just trying to write for the way Bart would talk to, like, cool man type dialogue. In the early just 90s. Through, yeah. Yeah, good work, babe. It just weird yeah I, I just thought i mean it, if it was chris gale talking to his sister <laughs> all australian listeners know what that's all about <laughs> i just thought it was kind of weird anyway but there was another sign um for the kids ride or the the, the pool the, the, the tattling is that what it's called like what make, uh, make he was in toddler pool toddler yeah, pool, yeah. Yep. it was rocket by riptide water changed hourly <laughs> yeah, that's that's as important as you get. Really easy to change the water alley when it's only two inches deep yeah. in, this, in the defense. <laughs> that's a good gag, though, isn't it? No, yeah. Maggie, stay in the stay shallow, in the shallow end. <laughs> stay two inches deep. That was the first of many cutaway gags in this episode. You'll find it. I, I'll point them all out. Not very many long scenes. Mm. It's more just gags that go for like thirty seconds. Like for example, when um, skip forward just a, a fraction when they're at the work and the, the donut guy says, "Why are there so many donuts here?" Yeah, it's just right. a cutaway gag, and it's full of them here. Yeah, like but they all work towards building the story together. But they all work good. really well in this episode. Yeah, yeah it all, this whole episode, a complete comparison never, compared to last week. never feels disjointed at all. Like last week, it just felt a bit... Con- we kept saying convenient, didn't we? With the going to the safari and getting lost in the yeah. woods, and it just seems like, oh, okay, of course that would happen. But this one... This just flowed perfectly, this yeah. episode. It also has a lot of callback jokes where... So, yeah. what, what you were about to talk about. So, we've had Lisa and Bart using their way to cut through the line and then Homer comes in and is like, oh, the hell with this. Line yeah. inspector coming through, coming yeah, through. Yeah. I love the old woman. God bless that man. Can I say something? Now, I may sound stupid for asking this. I never got that. Did she? Was she saying that she believed that he was a line she be- inspector? Uh, that's what. Okay. Yeah. So I was just. Didn't, I didn't know whether she believed it or whether she was saying, "God, can you bless that man?" No, no, no. She, yeah. she was. Just she thought like, he was the line he's inspector. He's doing a job for the, to save all of us. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm glad like we've clarified that up for you. <laughs> yeah. Everything in this episode served a purpose. Yeah. There was nothing that was didn't gonna, need to be there. The the future callback joke that happens is when Ringo Starr finds 
Marge's letter. He goes, like, uh, hello, what's this? Yeah. And then a few minutes later, when Homer finds Ringo's letter, hello, what's I this? I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, yeah that so is there awesome. There's a bunch of... A bunch of jokes in pairs throughout this episode. So, I've watched this episode so many times, you watch it like once here, and you find something that I couldn't find. This is why I'm on the show, Dando. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I'm stuck doing all the other stuff. <laughs> so, Bart and Lisa and Homer. Homer got up there quite fast, by the way. So, yep. all, they all jump into the water slide. And I've got here, obviously, um, Bart gets out into the bitchin'. <laughs> but I think Dan's acting of Homer's enjoyment going down that slide is amazing. Yeah. and that's- It's just that, it's that laugh of... This is the greatest day of my life laugh. You know, yeah. just having so much fun. Grown man being a kid. I think that is something that would be really hard to act. <laughs> Dan's a quality actor. Yeah. That's one thing that the first few seasons are showing me that I've never really given him enough credit for. Yeah. You kind of think, yeah, Homer's a great character, but he's largely a great character because Dan's a great actor. Yeah. And then, obviously, he gets stuck. Another fat man joke. I think when you're first watching it, you didn't realise that, that the fat jokes were leading to something. And obviously, mm. it built up to him getting stuck in the water slide. Yep. Um, they noticed that something... I don't know whether they can do this, but they noticed something was stuck or lodged in the water slide. Yep. Too big to be human. Yeah. <laughs> sent some kids down. And did you notice that the uh, the water slide worker had the squeaky voice team voice? Roger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, he sends a few kids down and obviously, we all know what happens then. They all yep. get stuck. Or just get wedged in. How fucking amazing is the look on Homer's face when the tunnel's getting put out of the water. Yeah. It is just, I have been defeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other... And it's the, boo! Yeah, oh, yeah, you don't want to get booed. The, the booing combined with Homer's facial expression in that shot, one of, it's one of my favourite shots in all of Simpsons. It's just... It's like a sausage roll of shame. <laughs> it's just... There's nothing you can do about it. It's just utter defeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, like, if you were at a water park and that happened, would you clap that man or would you boo him? Oh, I don't know that I would I'd clap. Give, I'd give him a round of applause. <laughs> the, to be that fat, to be able to block a water a water slide, <laughs> that deserves a standing ovation. I certainly wouldn't boo. boo. Booing's a bit harsh. Booing's over the top. And, then that's, wanna... and that's getting broadcast on the news. It's pretty... Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. So it cuts to all the, um, the news reporters taking the piss out of Homer. I like that we get an appearance from Scott Armstrong here because Kent's too busy at Krusty's house asking questions. Mm. Did you notice here that Krusty, after he tells everyone to go away, starts washing off his makeup? Yeah, he does. So that's another continuity error. Yeah. I think that's one of those jokes that the writers have never been able to settle on. Yeah, is he does wearing he have makeup? a white face or does he have makeup? And I never liked the whole, this ain't makeup. I thought that was a really stupid joke. Yeah. It's one of those jokes that I feel the writers regret putting in there because now it's something that's created continuity issues. Yeah, that's fair. So that's when Homer asks the family, Am I just a little bit overweight? Well, am I? Forgive us, Dad, but it takes time to properly sugarcoat a response. No! That's exactly what it's like, though. If you're, if Nicola says to me, she never has, but if she said to me, "Am I overweight?" Like, what do you say? Like, if, you, if Ash says to you, "Am I?" Fat? I just leave. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> pull backwards through the hedge. You pull a George Costanza. <laughs> Told her I was going to get some milk. I never came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never go back ever. So, Mitch, am I overweight? Um, I'm off to get some milk. Hold on, I've just realised we're out of butter. I'll be back soon. <laughs> That you just start calling people. So, Homer weighs himself. is 260 pounds, which is, I converted it, 117 kilos for all of our Watch. Australian listeners. Yeah. That's, well, I'm about 90. Yeah, but you're not fat, 90. You're solid. I'm Aussie. fat. You're a solid Aussie male, <laughs> 90. So, he decides to go on the diet, and we have the parody here. Now, you know what the parody is of? Because you chuckled when he was doing it. Oh, yeah. The um, the speech. So, like, there'll be yeah. no diet too sucking. I, uh, it, uh, it's gone with the wind. Ah, Right. I was thinking... Now you can elaborate. I knew it was something powerful. I was thinking maybe Grapes of Wrath, but it didn't feel right. Grapes of Wrath has got that wherever there's a thing, you'll be there. But I... Yes, Gone with the Wind, fantastic. 
you know, I've never sat down and watched Gone in the Wind. I don't have any real intention of doing it. I don't have a spare five hours in a Sunday is afternoon. It five hours? I don't know if it's that long. But it's a long movie. <laughs> hour 20. <laughs> 60 minutes. It was a short. It was a television I told myself special. it was five hours, so I wouldn't have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Look, I've seen the best part of it, but that's why I don't... The ending? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the last 30 seconds of that movie? You don't need to watch the what movie. About Casablanca? Casablanca's got a little bit more kind of going through. Have you watched Casablanca it. though? That's a question. Never sat down from start to finish. Okay. I'd been meaning to get the Blu-ray. I hear they cleared that up very, yep. very well. I've seen enough to, again, Casablanca, you've watched so much from parodies yeah. that you don't feel like you need to sit down and watch the whole yeah. thing. Gone with the Wind. Is that the Frankie Mundy? I don't give a damn. Yeah. yeah. So, Home of Which, it, if in 1932, was basically, like, frankly, bitch, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would, what people would go, oh my God, Mr. Gable. <laughs> Alrighty, so they're up in the attic looking for Homer's exercise equipment. That's Bart and Homer. And did you notice that the attic apparently has a door now? Yeah, rather than the stairs on the way up. Although, yeah. once inside, I noticed that when you compare through to Halloween of Horror, the attic contents have not changed all that much. I suppose they wouldn't go up there that often, would they? No. This is where Homer finds, or Bart finds, the pictures of Ringo Starr that Marge mm. had painted. And he gets a bit jealous because Marge painted herself, what, is it a wedding photo she painted and Homer gets jealous about it? Yeah, I think it was eventually a wedding photo, but it was the build-up to that of, like, Ringo, 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 yeah, Ringo, yeah, yeah. Ringo, Ringo at a wedding. I, I just lied that Homer knew who Ringo Starr was. Well, he should. It's, it's, it's not very often that, up to this point anyway, that the Simpsons characters have really acknowledged people in the real world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah no. they haven't had legitimate real-world superstars. Yeah. And an upcoming one is Michael Jackson. Looking forward to that episode as well. I'm sorry, was Michael Jackson in one? I wasn't, wasn't aware. <laughs> And then when Marge explains the paintings, it just reminds you, it's another one of those really good talents that Marge had that she gave up for the sake of being married to Homer. Yeah. And you kind of feel bad for her. Yeah, she could have been so much more. What do you think Marge would have been had she not married Homer? President. (laughs) The top. Yeah. (laughs) She would have been married to Artie Ziff. She would have been married to Artie Ziff. So maybe first lady. So at the dinner table, and they're talking about the Ringo Starr paintings and whatnot, and Homer's eating rice cakes. His reaction to eating rice cakes is exactly how any normal person would react to eating rice cakes. Yep. Hello? Hello? Hello, face? Where are you? You can put a little something on top for flavor. Hey, now you're talking. And then he immediately does. <laughs> I love how Marge says that there's only 32 calories per... 35. 35 calories per serve. Uh, you can put a little something on top if you want to. He builds like this 12-deck sandwich. Yep. How often do you see that with diets? Like oh, people like, yeah. I'm just going to sit down and have some uh, carrot and celery and that'll be it. And then they go through like an entire tub of avocado dip on their way. That's, uh, all I had was six avocado sticks. I can't... Uh, sorry, uh, celery sticks. I can't figure out why I'm putting on weight. It's like, <laughs> Nicola, she can't help stuff. She has to have chocolate at night, right? Watching TV. She yep. has to have chocolate and a cup of tea. But she has to justify why she can eat the cup. She'll be like, well, I had an apple on, on first break <laughs> and I had a banana then. And I'm like, that doesn't mean you can eat chocolate now. I, goes, of course it does. <laughs> I totally do that thing of... I, I've been eating... You come across like a chocolate lover. I do love chocolate. I have to fight hard not to. That's like my one thing. I, I don't... See, I'm not big on chocolate. I don't go on it too massively, but or too often. But I when you could, do, if it, I could eat chocolate every day comfortably. But if I, I got try an really egg and just melted it a little bit and put it in front of you, you would just eat the shit out of it. When you say an egg, I'm assuming chocolate you mean an egg. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I would. I can't wait till we do a show around Easter time. I'm just gonna have a warm Easter egg just sitting there, yeah. just tempting you. Yeah. Oh, you've just reminded me of what I came, when I was driving around Queensland. I came up with a really great idea for a road trip game, and you can play this anywhere in the world, which is yeah. what I really like about it. You got to be in a car full of people. Going on a relatively long drive, let's say at least three or four hours. Every time you drive past a McDonald's, you have to stop and have a cheeseburger, and it's last man standing. 
What do you mean? You just keep eating cheeseburger. So one cheeseburger at every McDonald's you go past. Yeah. Because there are parts in Australia where I reckon you pass McDonald's every 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So every 10, 15 minutes you're having a cheeseburger until you can't eat anymore. It sounds last, like a very, very unhealthy game. It's the game. last per. It is. It'll kill people. <laughs> it's the last person in the car to, to keep eating cheeseburgers wins. What do you win though? A heart attack? <laughs> the admiration of your fellow Diabetes? Travelers. <laughs> It's like that's a thing. Free though. cheeseburger. Like, Everyone else has to buy you a cheeseburger. Eating contest with your mates. You feel like a big man when you win, but at the end of the day, you're like you're the loser. You're the oh, one's yeah. going to be fat now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to the Simpsons, I like Lisa here when she says, "Hey, mom, these paintings are good. While I know firsthand how fragile young talent is, I'd love to hear the particulars of how your gift was squashed." <laughs> That was such a really blatant way to say, let's have a flashback, please. <laughs> You're right. But I think it stayed true to what they're doing with Lisa in this particular few earlier seasons. Yep. She's sort of still talking a bit too intelligent for her age. Would you say that? Yeah, she's very highfalutin with her language, for I th- sure. I think they, they kept her intelligent in the later seasons, but not to the point that it's sort of come across a bit unrealistic. Yeah, it's not as jarring, I suppose. She's an, an intelligent eight-year-old and not a genius. Yeah. I love those lines. They, I really laugh at them. They're just really hard to quote because they're difficult to remember. I have to like, read from a script here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of why I like really, I really like Mr. Burns in particularly in this episode as well because so many of his sentences are just so ridiculous that yeah. they make you laugh and then you can't remember like two seconds after he said them you're still laughing but you don't even remember what they were. You yeah. just know it was funny. It's just the way he delivered it. Yeah. yeah. So with the flashback the teacher did you remember the teacher's name by the way? No, I paid no attention to that. That's going to be a trivia question then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's Mr. Schindler. Oh, yeah, of course. And he he's pretty much just puts Marge down all the time with her paintings of Ringo Starr. Obviously, yeah. he's not a Beatles fan. Yeah. And he just shuts her down all the time. And that's why she writes a letter to Ringo saying how much she loves him, mm. sends a painting to him. Trivia question for the audience, by the way. Yeah. I couldn't find this with my little bit of Googling around, but... Yep. Uh, someone else in that art class was painting a sad clown. Oh, the sad clown, yeah. Now, it feels you, like it should be something. Yeah, it? if you do a Google image search of sad clown painting, very similar ones pop up, but I can't figure out who the artist is or what the painting's called. So, any art majors out there, feel free to write in and I'll call your name out next episode. <laughs> I feel there's a man out there listening who will know what it is. His name's Luke Nash. Yeah, Luke probably would be across He messages all the time saying, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know this? And I'm like, I know now. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Now I'll seem smart. I won't give you any credit. (laughs) But I gave him credit then. So basically, Marge, yeah, she sends her portrait of Ringo to Ringo. doesn't get a reply, so she never paints again. It's a bit overdramatic, but that's the way the story is. That's why she never painted again. Well, she's a young girl as well, though. She's yeah. a little bit fragile in what she's doing. She keeps getting told that she's no good. And then... That is true, yeah. The person that she thinks, well, you're, surely you're the one person that will like this. You hear nothing back. Soul-destroying. It's a bit... <laughs> would you ever send a letter to a celebrity like one of the Beatles and expect a reply? I suppose if you're a kid, you do. Yeah, when you're young. So then Lisa suggests that she goes to community college to do a painting class. And I like when she says to Homer... I think it's a very nice idea. Don't you, Homer? Do I have to do anything? No. Great. Fine. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he shows what he's put on the um on, on the, the rice, rice cakes, cakes. and it's yeah. just like stacked. Yeah, I think it's only like- thirty five calories <laughs> in his head. Cut to the college. A good sign at the start of that is where old dogs learn new tricks. And Apu has taken a screenwriting course there. Now here is we get the first mention of Sanjay, his brother, because huh. he writes that comes up with the title of his play that he's writing. I call it Hands Off My Jerky Turkey. Clever title. Oh, thank you. Actually, my brother Sanjay thought of it. And then Marge goes to enrol, but the, the guy who has the same voice as the wise guy, he says that Professor Lombardo has to personally inspect all portfolios before he can enrol. Marge starts freaking out. Lisa says, come on, let's just do it. And then we get introduced to Professor Lombardo. I forgot how great this character was. He just loves everything. It's He's just, a guy that you need just following you around in life. But he doesn't handle praise very well. No. 
<laughs> I'd love. It's, I mean, it's a classic gag, and I'm sure everyone remembers it. But it still just it needs to be mentioned when he's going through praising Marge, praising the paintings, and yeah. then there's just the janitor popping a little bit of red paint on the handle. <laughs> Marvelous! Marvelous! <laughs> so good. Wouldn't you love to have a teacher like that, though? Yeah, it'd be pretty phenomenal. I think it would. If every teacher, it has was to be like an that. art teacher, though. Yeah. Professor Lombardo, one of his main lines in this episode is, indeed, indeed. Mm. Now, apparently that's a play on something that Luke Nash told me this, by the way. I better oh. give him credit for this one. Cheers, Lukey. Apparently that John Lovitz used to play a character called Master Thespain, I believe it's pronounced, on Saturday Night Live a lot of the time with Phil Hartman. Okay. And that character would say, indeed, just like that. So that's right. why that character says it all the time. Yeah, cool. Yes. A little bit of a tidbit there. A little SNL alumni. Yes. So cutting to Homer... For some reason, can't move on the couch. I think because he's just been exercising. Well, he's been working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bart steals his wallet. Now, this is another one of those gags that's just used to break up time because they had to get from Marge. They could have just gone from Marge enrolling to Marge being at class, I guess. But they wanted something because they need to fill the gap there. Yeah. And it was just one of those gags of Homer can't move. Bart realizes this, steals his wallet. It's also showing gag. that other characters are still having lives while Marge is doing her thing. Well, it's keeping Homer in the episode, like, I think, because Homer s- plays a big part towards the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. But also, we don't see Homer working out, we just see the aftermath of it. So, it's showing that things are still going on off camera. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marge is in class, obviously, now, and she's struggling to understand the Lombardo... What's the Lombardo something? Method. Method. What, did you notice what the bunny rabbit was? It was that the whole... Life in Hell comic of Matt Groening. Oh, yes. The Life in Hell rabbit, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't spot that straight away, but now that you say that... yeah. It's just at this point that I just realised Lovitz is just so perfect for this role. Yeah, isn't he's he? great. Like, like you said, he's not being Lovitz, but it's just, I can't imagine anyone else being that guy. No, so upbeat about it all. He's <laughs> just happy. Perfect, about- perfect, not another stroke. Oh, maybe one more. Marvellous. <laughs> it's just so good. And then we cut to a, a really cool, it's not quite the Rocky music, but it's virtually Rocky. Yeah, I, I mean, wrote that down. It's it's just off-key enough to avoid copyright yeah, issues, but yeah. it's virtually going to fly now. By it's Rocky, yeah. yeah. My favourite part is when he's doing the... The, the weight's falling off side yeah, to side. It's hit, nearly hitting the cat, and then he thinks he's strong. Yeah. <laughs> so just the pole. Yeah, so that's good. It's going to cut the march back at uh, the class, and she's painted Homer asleep on the couch, passed out in his underwear, and the professor tells her that he's going to enrol it into the art exhibit. I've decided to choose your... Bald Adonis. Really? You're so supportive. I wish every teacher was like you. Marge, please. I don't take praise very well. Oh, another triumph. And Marge wins it. Yeah. And I like, did you see Homer's little dig there at the Last Supper? I'm a work of art. Last Supper, eat your heart out. And we cut to Mr. Burns, and he's looking for someone to paint a portrait because for some reason he's got a wing dedicated to himself opening up the local museum or something. Yeah, I think he must have paid for it. Yeah, I think he says something about that anyway. That would be the only thing. Yeah, so he's looking for an artist, and he's virtually scared every artist away from him because he's told them all yep. the shit. Smithers notices in the newspaper that Marge just won it, and I like the way he says, She won first prize on the Springfield Art Fair, and as the wife of an employee, she'll be easily intimidated. Excellent. Smithers is almost like Doug from House of Cards. It's just a little offsider to Mr. Burns that just knows everything. I started to like Smithers in this episode, and then by the end... Until the I, end when he's laughing. When he laughs at yeah. Burns' joke. I was like, you fucking dick. Yeah. It's but, just brown-nosing Mr. Burns, but it, it's it's that thing that if Mr. Burns was praising Homer, Smithers would praise Homer, but because Mr. Burns is putting Homer down, Smithers laughs. It, it's But yeah. And no one, And I, I forgot, we're skipping forward a bit, but I just forgot how cruel Mr. Burns was in that scene. That's, that's generally cruel. Like, this guy's trying to lose weight, putting in a lot of effort. It just calls him fat again. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Burns threw over the moon about the fact that they've got one more potential with such a short time frame and gives it the uh, one of the immortal lines between Burns yeah. and Smithers. Somebody up there likes me, Smithers. Somebody down here likes you too, sir. Shut up. 
I think it's the first time I can recall a real genuine homosexual joke at Smithers' expense. Can you recall one before this? I don't know if it... Uh, there have been a few, but I think this is the first one that Burns acknowledges. And it's like Burns knows that he likes him, but he doesn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, Smithers just says something, Burns doesn't refer to it at all, yeah. whereas this time he actually replies. Yep. Yeah. So, Mr. Burns arrives to the Simpsons household, and we have the knock gag, where he just slight taps. Doesn't anyone answer, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't anyone answer the door these days, Smithers? And yeah. Smithers, open up, open up. This is it. Uh, from this point on, it becomes a tour de force of writing for Mr. Burns. Oh, classic. So many great lines. You know what I liked about it, though? He looks so out of place in the Simpsons house. We don't see him there very often. Yeah. But I really enjoy that. I like seeing characters out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Not not the characters themselves out of their comfort zone, but seeing characters in locations you wouldn't normally see them in. I really like it when the writers do that. And the fact that they're doing that in season two just shows how brave they were, the mm. writers at that point. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't realize this as a kid, but he actually takes a dig at the Beatles. Just Ringo Starr. Ringo? He was the drummer for a rock and roll combo called the Beatles, sir. Beatles, eh? Oh, yes. I seem to remember their off-key caterwauling on the old Sullivan show. What was it thinking? And, of course, the Ed Sullivan show was one of their most famous gigs, was it not? That, that's what made them break, famous in America. Breaking through in the States. Yeah, that's yeah. how they got known, basically, yeah. So Marge starts to paint Mr. Burns, and she just can't find it in a beauty. Because that's how Marge paints people. She finds it in a beauty, and Mr. Burns is just a cold, terrible person. Yeah. It's like... You paint! <laughs> you <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> I'm like, do you think Mr. Burns is just oblivious to how of an asshole he is? Probably. Because he surrounds himself with Smithers? Yeah, I think there'd be an element of it, and he's just always been that way as well. He's just an evil yeah. man. Remember when he crushes the guy's shins with the dodging cars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love that contrasting with that is how needy he is. Smithers, yeah. I want my tea! Yeah. <laughs> You're right, yeah. I like to... Another quick gag. It just cut away to Marge painting Mr. Burns and then Maggie climbs on his leg. Yeah. Did you have a dog that you loved? Well, ah, there's something on my leg. Get it off. Get it off. Mr. Ugh. Burns, she's just a baby. <laughs> Do you think this is pulling at straws here? Slight foreshadowing of who shot Mr. Burns? No, that's definitely clutching at straws. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, though, if you really want to look into it. Yeah. <laughs> If you really wanted to look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's just that gag goes for like maybe 15 seconds, if that. But it's just used to break up time. But like we said before. True to character, true to story. And it just helps the show, it helps the episode continue on and flow yeah. properly. Straight after that, we get another quick gag of Homer. For some reason, in his underwear in the kitchen when Mr. Burns is in the next room, which I thought was hilarious. That's his house. Yeah. <laughs> so Ziggy goes to the repair shop and there's a sign on the doorbell reading. Out of order. <laughs> ah, Ziggy, will you ever win? You know what my immediate thought was there? From Hamish and Andy for Australian listeners, Hamish reading out Fred Bassett cartoons. I've never heard Have that. Have you ever heard that? No. Fred Bassett is a fairly unfunny cartoon, but Hamish would describe every panel to Andy, and Andy generally wouldn't laugh, but Hamish would just deliberately laugh over the top and come in with the sting of Platinum Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most phenomenal things. Like One of the best things to do with, with those newspaper comic strips is to find ones that are unfunny and then treat them as if they're the funniest thing in the world, and then you laughing at them will actually be funnier than what they are. Well, laughing's contagious, isn't it? If someone laughs, you laugh. Oh, yeah. Actually, have you, on the subject of comics, if people out there perusing the internet after you've ordered from Sir Sock and you've got your 15% off, <laughs> two more, two or more pairs, check out Garfield minus Garfield. Have you seen this before? No. It is phenomenal. It's a guy went through and edited Garfield out of all of the Garfield comic strips. So it's just John often talking to himself. 
Like, you might have a panel where the first two panels are just John staring at nothing. Yeah. And then in, like, the third one, he'll just shout at something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it'll be, like, nothing, nothing, and then him saying, shut up! It sounds a little too hipster for me, though. No, it's not hipster at all. It's not? I promise you it's not. It's really funny. I'm going to have to check it out, then. To Garfield minus Garfield. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll check it out after the show. And then we get the the classic scene where Marge sees Mr. Burns naked, getting out of the shower. Yeah. If you'll excuse me, I'm changing for a board meeting. I'm so sorry, Mr. Burns. Hey, Mom, did he have those spots all over his body? I heard that. Oops. Did anyone else think of The Shining? The old woman getting out of the bathtub no, in room 237? That. That, no. was, that was the first thought that popped into my head after first, watching My it. first thought was, isn't it creepy that Smithers is standing there looking at him naked, handing him a towel? Yeah, but he's a... He's an assistant and he's a frail old man, so I suppose he's helped him with baths before. It's, but you know, you, we but, know he's but when you know Smithers' love for the guy, it's creepy, man. Yeah, no, well, it certainly is creepy, but Smithers is fully dressed in a suit. Still, I think Smithers is professional enough to divorce himself from the situation. <laughs> okay, then, if you say so. But this is actually the, the, the scene that comes up after this is where I started to like Smithers, where she says, doesn't it bother you that mm. he treats you like this? Actually, I value every second we're together. From the moment I squeeze his orange juice in the morning till I tuck him in at night. He's not just my boss. He's my best friend, too. And then, like, that's when Mr. Burns throws the tea on him. Like, Smithers, yep. I want my tea. It's scolding me as we speak, sir. It's yep. too hot. And I thought, okay, well, this guy, you know, he just, he doesn't, would you say he doesn't like his job, he just puts up with it because he loves Mr. Burns? Or do you think he loves his job as well? He loves his job because his job is Mr. Burns. Yeah, that is true. But then that's when we get the fat man joke at Homer's expense from Mr. Burns. And that's I'm like, no, that's right. That's why you are my least favorite character on The Simpsons at this point. You are an absolute dick. Yeah. You, had, you did not need to laugh at that joke. No. Because Homer is so proud. He's 239 and he's feeling he fine. fine. And Marge is so supportive of it. Like, he's still, yeah. he doesn't look any different. But yeah. she's just, you know, she's thoroughly, she's really supporting her husband. Uh, I love his, I'm using the original notches on my belt. I imagine if you've ever been that big and you get back to using it's a big proper deal. belt notches, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Homer's so proud of himself. And then bang, Mr. Burns just shuts him down. And at that point, I was watching it by myself. I literally said out loud, "You're a fucking asshole." Uh, needlessly cruel. Yeah, just did not need My to be. God, you're the fattest man, the fattest thing I've ever seen, and I've been on safari. And then Smithers laughs, and Homer's reaction is just like, "If you need me, I'll be in the refrigerator." Yeah, <laughs> and that's the favorite reply. And that's when Marge kicks Mr. Burns out because yep. that's well, wouldn't you? Mm. If someone's oh, like, yeah, definitely. You. you know, my only criticism of this scene is the animation felt a little off. I don't know In if you what sense? Marge's arms waving around look a little bit wobbly, and then the way Burns and Smithers walk back to their car, they're walking away from camera, it's just really poorly. It's probably hard to animate that, but it just looked bad. I wasn't really paying attention. I'll have to go back and watch it later. It looked like it had been rushed, to be honest. It, look, what do you mean, though, when they're walking towards the car? What's rushed about it? What what gave it the rushed uh, feel? The way their, their feet and legs don't... Something about like it... South Park d- walking? Didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't feel like it fit properly in the 3D space that they were trying to create. Yeah. And I've just realised, however, that we've skipped over probably one of the most important scenes in the whole episode, yep. Ringo reading Marge's fan mail. I can imagine you would appreciate this more than me. Even though I'm a Beatles fan, you seem to laugh more at this scene. I love Ringo's voice. Yeah, you just love the way he says stuff. So, yeah. you, you, this is yours. You go for and it. And I love the idea that he's still replying to fan mail from 1960-whatever. Yeah. Like, they've received that much of it. But he's also committed to his fans. Go, you, no, no, I will reply to yeah. each and every one of these. Do you think maybe that that was a piss take because that's the opposite of what he was like, considering apparently he's still a bit of a diva. Yeah, maybe. I don't know a lot about what Ringo Starr was like. So I, I just. Well, he's a Beatle. How much fan mail would he have gotten? How much time does he have? <sighs> exactly. That's the other thing. Even forgetting who Ringo Starr is, it's he could just have been the nice... most loveliest person in the world. You can't write it's back to fan mail. A nice comment about how much they received. But also the fact that it's what he's taking time to reply to 40 years later is so inane. 
My yeah. favorite. Because, you know, he's obviously re- replying to 16-year-old girls from the time. My favorite color is blue. Yeah, like, it's... We got french fries, chips. Such a bad Ringo Starr impression. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and I, I do love that. Like, Your favorite part is the... Hello, what's this? From Springfield, USA. Gear. Gear. <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing that I learned from Nickel, not learned from Nickel, but a slang in, a, in uh, England? When a good song comes on the radio, they go, tune! Oh, I've got a mate that says that. I don't like well. it. I don't like it. I like it coming from him, but I can't adopt it personally. It's just, tune! I'm like, uh, no, I don't like it. I feel just, like my mate Steve says it with a degree of irony. Um, and he is he loves, Australian? Yeah. Yeah. Loves know. music, but he can, he, he pulls it off. Oh, tune! I oh, know, just, nah, not for me anyway. But I yeah. know you appreciate it because you yeah. laughed when he said it. Yeah. Hung it on me wall. Yeah, it's, it's still my favorite. Whenever I buy any bit of artwork, yeah, not that that happens all that often, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But whenever I do, it's just yeah. I do wish that one day somebody would paint us, send us a picture, and we'd take a picture of me putting the picture on the wall. I was and trying then you looking at the picture. Being I was hung on the actually wall. trying to commission this from an artist that was doing caricatures up at Movie World. We got to talking. I've passed around some details, so hopefully we'll we need be able business to business cards, don't we? Yeah, that would be handy. We'll get to that, but yeah. hopefully we'll be able to get a caricature done at some point if she chooses to send a message through to the page. Oh, cool. Mm. And will we hang it on our wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, then that's when we have the um, following up. That's when Homer has the 239 filling fine getting put yep. down. Yep. He races off into the kitchen. Now, when I was a kid, right, I honestly thought that when Marge walks into the kitchen... He's he about to kill cream. himself? Kill himself. It's me too. I thought there was like something horrible in whipped cream just yeah. because she's so impassioned about I stopping not, him from I didn't know it was whipped cream. I just thought he was trying to kill himself with like some sort of spray or something. I know? was I knew it was whipped cream, but I was thinking like maybe... Because I know that like you can kind of get high on the propellant inside yeah. the can. So, I was thinking maybe if he took too much of it, then the propellant would come out and that would kill him. Maybe we're just really dark children. No, they, they animated like he was trying to kill himself. Like the, the over-dramatization yeah. of the scene. <gasps> Homer, what are you doing? Give me that! No, burnt it right... What's the use? Don't you listen to him? He's just a mean little SOB. Oh, Marge. And yeah, when I was a kid, I generally thought he was trying to kill himself. Watched it then. I'm like, oh, it's whipped cream. That is amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. Would you say it makes it seem funnier? I guess it does, because you're not trying to kill yourself. (laughs) Pretty much. Trying to kill yourself, being diagnosed with cancer. They're at the bottom end of the funny scale. Yeah. And then injecting whipped cream into your mouth. You know, that's right up the top. And then we get to the scene that you brought up before. The hello. Hello. What's this? I can't believe I never picked up on that. That was a good spot. Yeah. I, I even, like, it's so ridiculous that Ringo would have said that in the first place. He's got letters everywhere. Yeah. He's, and then he's surprised one letter. Hello, what's this? I suppose because it's not a letter, it's a painting. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> one point down. Still, it's been in that room for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What I did like here, a little bit of a props to the animators, it said Marge Bouvier on the envelope in the reply to him because she oh, wasn't yeah. married at that point. Yep, nice job. I thought just a little bit of a joke that didn't even need to be there. It didn't have to, it could have just been scribble, but yeah. they just thought they put Marge Bouvier. I, I really appreciated that. So she opens it up and that's when we get the classic letter from Ringo Starr. Dear Marge, thanks for the fab painting of yours truly. I hung it on me wall. You're quite an artist. In answer to your question, yes, we do have hamburgers and fries in England, but we call French fries chips. Love, Ringo. P.S. Forgive the lateness of my reply. Would that be something that every Simpsons fan can just quote word for word? Every time you say French fries? Yeah. Try and do it now. Try and quote it word for word. Thanks for the painting from yours truly. I hung it on me wall. You're quite an artist. Well, you can do and it. And in answer to your question, <laughs> we do have French fries in England, but we call French fries chips. 
Love, Ringo. Good job. You caught me off guard. I was halfway through reading something. <laughs> Forgive the lateness of my reply. <laughs> yes. I love that everyone... He needs to get that on a stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Homer's just like, look, see, paint. You're good at it. You need to paint. Do it. Believe in yourself. And it's kind of like a, a back and forth between Marge and Homer. Homer's the one urging her on to paint, and yep. Marge is the one urging him on to, to lose weight. To lose weight. Which I guess Marge is kind of being selfish in that regard, but Homer, <laughs> Homer wants to lose weight anyway. Homer wants to lose it. She yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. urge it in. And it gets the It Don't Come Easy montage from Ringo Starr. Yep. Do you reckon they would have had to have paid for that? No. I don't think anyone has ever had to pay royalties for Ringo Starr's solo work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Um, and then and that's when Marge, think you see it, the light bulb switches on in her head where she thinks of the idea how she's going to paint Mr. Burns because she's going through a few different ideas. Yep. And it cuts to the, it's the Burns Wing dedication at Springfield Palace of Fine Arts. That's what it is, apparently. That's what okay. the sign says. Maybe he's just bought enough fine art through there. Now, one thing I noticed, Mo was there. And I <laughs> watched that and I'm like, I would love to know how Mo, what he had to pull, what shifty stuff he had to do to get into this black tie affair. Yeah. Um, dating one of the waitresses or something like that, maybe. <laughs> and then another person I noticed, your least favorite person, yellow-haired Barney is in there. Oh, no. How did yeah. that happen? And then later on, he's got brown hair again. Animators? Yeah, yellow hair Barney. Oh, well, that ties in with the, the screw-up of earlier on in the episode where they have Carl voiced by Lenny. Hey, what gives? These donuts are piling up. <laughs> yeah, Homer Simpson went on a diet. Oh, my God. And I just bought a boat. How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were short on time. They needed a quick gag. They thought of this scene and... Hank wasn't available, so Harry just had to do it, but then he was just like, well, I can't do Carl, can I just do Lenny? And they're like, sure, no one will notice. Maybe, but I don't know. Do you think it just slipped through the cracks? Like, I, I, how I can something no like idea. that slip? I, I don't how know. How can it go through all With the processes and character, slip through the cracks? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we'll let that stuff slide. We don't like to point out the negatives too much. The painting is finally revealed, and it's the nude Mr. Burns. Yep. Smithers faints. Great sound <laughs> oh. effect. <laughs> it's so good. I want that as a message tone. It is the most camp passing out sound you can have, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Oh, it's like it's a rush of blood, too. Yeah. It's, it's not he's fainting because of, like, inappropriateness. It's like he's fainting because oh, oh, oh. He's, been, he's been upside down for too long. It's like he's enjoyed it. <laughs> like, it's just all of his fantasies come rushing at it. Like, ah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Marge has to explain the, the meaning behind the painting. It's basically because she wants to show, hmm. not his inner beauty, but to show that he's a frail old it's man. It's quite well. a beautiful description. It is really, to be honest. Yeah. As, uh, you know, humanizes him. He has this really powerful head, but the fragility. And then Miss Hoover sums that up so perfectly with, he's bad, but he'll die. So I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. One shot that I liked here, I'm not sure whether the animators even meant to do it. I'm assuming they did. But Mr. Burns is standing directly in front of where his penis would be. Yep. And because of his nose, it looks like a penis. Uh, did you solid. see that shot? No, I didn't spot that. Because he's directly front on, so it's just his nose hanging down, and it just looks like a massive penis. Yep. A bit of innuendo. Yeah, yeah. What it reminded me of to slip... It's been a while since I've slipped a Seinfeld episode uh, reference in. Like George earlier. Oh, well, it's been 20 minutes <laughs> since I slipped in a reference to Seinfeld. Um, watching uh, Dr. Hibbert and Ms. Hoover commenting about the painting, I was the reminded Kramer. of the Kramer. Yeah. yeah. He's an offensive, loathsome brute, but I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the funny gag at the end. Thanks for not making fun of my genitalia. That's I thought I, I did. did. Now... Here's a funny little bit of trivia for you at the very end, because now that we've wrapped that episode up... Yeah. Uh, I'm Fox, exhausted. Fox didn't want them to use the word genitalia. They ended up getting really? it over the... Yeah. They ended up getting it over the line with Sam Simon agreeing to personally write a letter to every single person that wrote in and complained about the use no of one. the word genitalia. I assume no one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Love it. It's like, I will do it. I will write a letter. Like, just... I would have loved it if hundreds of thousands of people had... And then he ends it with, P.S., forgive the lateness of my reply. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, your final thoughts on the episode, Mitch? It was exactly how I remembered it, if not better. Yeah, my final thoughts are pretty much what I'd said at the beginning of, yeah. of what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, it's, it's a great episode. With the added it's bonus the st- of Matt Splashmore that I completely forgot about. Oh, that's true. But it's the start of a really great run of episodes, and it kicks it off brilliantly, and they, they boot this home from here through to the end of season two. But I think this is where they turn a corner for the better. Like, they, they 100%. Just start railing... Railing? Rattling towards the peak of, of what The Simpsons is going to become. We're starting to get out of episodes that people remember, and we're getting to episodes that people love. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Oh, I learned that a rhombus is essential to being able to draw a bunny rabbit. Yes. I learned that Ringo Starr's favourite colour is blue. Now, trivia. Yep. First one for me is a sort of did you notice along the way type okay. of trivia question. What was the family eating for dinner during the original Can You Take Me to Mount Splash More bit? Pork chops? That was a guess. Yeah. Because it, because it was pork chops. He goes, oh, what did I have to say on that- pork chop night? No, yeah, but that was afterwards. Yeah. It, during that, there's, there's a bit where he is eating pork chops and mashed potatoes and peas on the side. So, it is pork chops. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I just assumed it was just the same thing over and over again. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is that the only trivia question you got? Go I've on, got yeah. one more, but I actually yeah. I accidentally told you the answer earlier. Okay, how many nows without singing it in your head as well? You got five seconds to answer. It. How many nows in the Matt Splashmore song? You say it in your head. I'm watching you sing it in your head. You're counting them you out said without singing it <laughs> in your head. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah, it, do- it does. Specify. I, thought you, I thought you meant not without singing it out loud. No, I said specify. I said the, not in your head. That would have been that how many been anyway? Great podcast thirteen. Oh, there's seven. Oh, okay, take me, take me, take me, tell me now. Now now now, 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 now. Damn. Maybe it's eight. Mount Splash will take me there right now. So was that well, eight? If you want to include that. I figured you meant the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but where'd you get 13 from? Was, was that a guess? Yes. <laughs> well, you wouldn't let me actually think about it. <laughs> Next, you didn't have another trivia question? You said you've already said it. Uh, what was it again? No, I haven't said it on this episode. I said it before we started recording. Uh, what is the name of Ringo's butler? Oh, I don't know. What is it? Weatherby. Oh, that's right. You what did a great too. English butler name. Yeah, that is good, isn't Weatherby. it? Yeah. What was the crusty product? I name my next dog Weatherby. Well, yeah. What was the crusty product recalled for being tainted? Ah, uh, it was something that would crusty have been brand. It would have been in a jar mayonnaise. Crusty brand mayonnaise. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. I only got that because I visualized a jar of, and I was like, well, "What would that look like?" Jamal, <laughs> Jamal is here. Ooh. Mailbag. Yep, the mailbag. Shoutouts first, of course, as always. If you want to. Send a question in, uh, facebook.com slash discount. If you just want to message us, just contact us via the page. Now, something we need to say, send us messages. Don't try and engage in conversations, particularly during the day, because if we're at work and we can't reply straight away, our rating goes right down for responses. Because uh, with the Facebook page, we want to try and keep our responses to within an hour so people know, hey, these guys actually reply to our shit. Yeah, true. So... If you, if you want to try to engage in a conversation... When you say don't try to engage in a conversation, more more is like like an MSN, or a Facebook chat type thing where you're just with a mate and it might be two words back and forth. Yeah. It's really difficult for us to keep up. Yeah. But we love the feedback. We're, by no means are we saying don't engage us. But more try to treat it like an email. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it's just so much easier for us to get to... Occa- not occasional, but you know, to longer form. The other thing about it is that we're getting more and more fans. And more oh, and more people so are messaging through. Just coming so, through now. And it gets to the point where... I now sort of set aside 20 minutes a day to just write back to everything. Okay? Yeah. So, and that's the other part of it, that our response times are probably getting slightly longer, but we're still reading everything that comes through, and we really, really appreciate it. Even the really weird spam that came through from the Middle East a couple weeks ago. Oh, that guy? Yeah, that we, a few what people- the? Yeah, a few people that just sent through random smiley faces, and then, like, would laugh, and then did nothing. I <laughs> nothing honestly thought 
that like we'd become targets for a hit list of some kind. Yeah. I was like, I haven't made any jokes about that. I've been very careful about not making jokes about any current day terrorists. <laughs> but um, I got a phone call from California today. Did you? Right, and it was this guy. And he's like, Hey, are we want a web development uh, company or whatever in California? Hmm. Do you own fourfingerdiscount.com.au? And I was like, Yes. Like, how did you get my phone number? That's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, Yeah. yeah. He goes, oh, Okay, cool. We love the website. We're wondering if you guys would be willing to employ some web developers. And I was like. Nah, man, I'm not really like we've already got a web developer, and we're just two guys. We're just doing it as a hobby, just living in Geelong. Yeah, it's like okay, cool. Yeah, we 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 love your website over here. It's doing really good. So let us know if you ever want a web developer. And I was like, well, that's cool. Thanks, man. And I was just like, okay, cool. So some company in California just called me out of the blue. But that's a little bit of a segue to our new website, fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you haven't checked it out, we've just upgraded it, and we want as many visitors to it as possible. So if you're listening to it right now, even if you don't want to check out anything. Just go fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Just mm-hmm. check it out. You might find a video that you like or a podcast that you haven't listened to yet or an yep. article that Mitch has written or I've written or whatever. Yep. You know what? Again, if you like this show and you really want to help us out, set us as your homepage. Yeah. Because if it's the first thing that opens up, I mean, look, you don't need to have your homepage be Google because- Everyone it, does. It, a, everyone does, but B, Google Chrome, Internet Explorer, Firefox, you can just search straight from the address bar anyway. Yeah. So- Set us as your homepage and then do whatever. It just, it, it'll be so much better for us. And, you know, sure, it's artificial likes, but whatever. Our advertisers don't need to know that. We, we just want people through the page. Or we just set you the goal every day this week. We want you to just open up fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Just open it up once. I want to go to Fourfinger. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's get into some shout outs. Yeah, okay, let's do. We are going to kick off with Adam Moose. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam, but when your surname is Moose. I've got to get a little bit silly. Adam's been churning through the episodes and was at Bart vs. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to read this out the way he's going. Y'all talk about scenes being censored on television broadcasts. So it was when we He talk- doesn't talk like that. He said y'all. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, when he was a kid, the Breakfast Club, he said, I saw the Breakfast Club a lot. Not necessarily because I liked it, but because they played it three times a day every weekend and we didn't have cable, so it was on. When I was in my early 20s, I worked at a blockbuster for a couple of years. I like that he's pointed out that it's a movie rental store. Yeah. Brackets. <laughs> they might have thought it was just an American chain. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely appreciate the, the sincerity in yeah. that. Like, but yes, we had blockbuster here as well. That was that was my, my dream when I was a teenager, to work at a video store. Yeah. I wanted to work in the independent one. Yeah. Than, but anyway, one where I could play whatever movies I wanted. Yeah. Yep, yep. Just basic Not instinct, a franchise. Basic yeah. instinct on 24-7. <laughs> um, Anyway, so not necessarily because I liked it, but because I played it three times a day. When I was in my early 20s, I was working at Blockbuster for a couple of years. One night during inventory, my manager put the breakfast club on, and I was absolutely shocked when they snuck out and smoked weed. On the television, they were in the library. It cut to a commercial, and then they'd be running through the halls. It blew my mind. I haven't trusted television since. That's- you spoke about Robocop doing that, didn't you? Yeah, Robocop was so heavily censored on TV as it needed to be. And then I watched it for the first time. I was like, what were my parents thinking? Yeah. And then I realized, obviously, that a lot of it was cut version, out. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me though of one of my favorite, oh, favorite, one of my biggest pet hates about watching movies on TV is when they pick really bad points for commercial edits, and the music starts playing underneath. Yeah, oh yeah, when they play the music over dialogue, that really bugs yeah. me. But Ghostbusters was on free to wear TV the other night. Really? And the original or number two? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. It was the, after the scene where Bill Murray's in Sigourney Weaver's house, and because I only know them by their actors' names. Yeah, Venkman <laughs> and. I don't actually know what Scorny's Weaver name is in that. No, neither. Anyway, he's walking out and there's a little moment where Rick Moranis walks out and he locks himself out of the door as Venkman's walking out of the hallway. They cut to a commercial just after that. Now, the thing is, 
when they cut back, you don't see the rest of that scene when you come back from the commercial. And that scene was entirely irrelevant to go to the ad. So if you're going to say, we don't need that scene, cut it as soon as he walks out of the door. That's a really, really specific example of it. But, you know, someone is getting paid to make that decision. They need to be better at what they do. Anyway, thank you, Adam, (laughs) for allowing me to get on my soapbox I concur. (laughs) Uh, What are we going? Moving on to John Harrison. Uh, Hey, fellas, found out about your show this past weekend. I love that people are just discovering the show now and smashing through the episodes. Yeah, it's getting our download numbers right up as well. We're averaging in the thousands now for for episodes, which is very cool to be able to say out loud. Uh, Thousands. I marathoned through the first season while on the subway. I read that and I envisioned him sitting there for 13 hours straight, <laughs> not getting off, just doing the loop. <laughs> uh, just on the tube. Yeah. I really like what uh, you were doing it and really, truly appreciate that you guys separate the podcast out between the pure Simpsons yeah. chat and the yakety yak yak. However, we've done a lot of yakety yak during this episode. And I literally was thinking that when we were talking about the story, <laughs> when we're doing the stories at the start, I'm like, there's a lot of yakety yak. Uh, but separated though. Again, for the most part, it's been separated. Yes. Uh, also, guys, thank you for not delving too far into the wacky. Uh, thanks a lot for the show. I'm really excited to see where it goes in the future. So, I thank want to you know, for the message. Sir. I'm hoping, John, that you're actually still listening to this part. Like, does this count? Ca- well, maybe he doesn't like the yakety yak. Maybe yeah. he only likes the yakety yak. That's a really that, good question. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it was a really vague kind of thing. Like, does, I, we got a comment on our last podcast when we put it up uh, that just said, not the one, we, we just put up a podcast with Matt Schofield. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't checked that out, money. please do. Yeah. Yeah. The Old Money podcast. There was one comment that simply said, less swearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I replied. I haven't got a reply. Did you reply back, back? Yeah. I replied oh. to them saying, is that a request or an observation? There's <laughs> 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 definitely been more swearing this episode, I think. But, you know, whatever. I am who I am. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we got... No, that's a question. I'll ignore that one. Uh, the final shout-out that I have goes to Hugo Batral for writing in. Uh, hey, James and Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. I remember this. Yeah. And I'm like, where did James come from? Exactly. He was like, yeah, uh, James is an idiot. Fuck that guy. I think it was his answer. <laughs> Uh, from Sydney, just wanted to say, I usually listen without watching the episodes, just recounting them from when I was uh, watching them on Channel 10 at 6 o'clock years ago. However, Everyone, Every Aussie fan of The Simpsons, it's just 6 o'clock, Channel 10. Yeah. That's The Simpsons. However, I do sometimes watch the corresponding episode after listening, and I find that you guys seem to make it funnier when listening to us. So, this is something that I thought was really... Blew my ego up massively. So, I didn't read his message because after James, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. You <laughs> uh, forwarded on to James, yeah. is that you knew. Uh, not having a dig at The Simpsons, I love the show. It's just that when I watch the episodes, they're funny. But listening to your guys recount the jokes and imagining the scenes and familiar characters in my mind makes it so much funnier. There's one great thing about comedy and the idea of going back and remember things. Sometimes you remember them as bigger than what they are. Yeah. So, yeah. There's Thank nothing for- worse than having a favorite show as a kid, de- like getting it, not, not deloading it, but getting it legally watching it and being disappointed because yeah. it's not as good as you remember it being. He goes on to say that he thinks it's mostly due to the 20-minute time constraints, whereas we have unlimited time, basically, to deconstruct every yeah. episode and the gags meticulously. But I uh, thank you very much for writing that in, Hugo. It's it's awesome to know that you're getting that much enjoyment out of this show, and I'm hoping everyone else does as well. But again, this was the whole thing. We'd watch The Simpsons, you'd go to school and talk about it the next day, and that's what made it so great. That's what ingrained it in you. It wasn't If you just watched it... In, and forgot about it, it'd be a good show, it'd be, you know, but it probably wouldn't mean as much to so many people as what it does, and that's what we're trying to give back. It doesn't happen as more, like we've said this before, that you don't have the water cooler talk because everyone watches TV now when they have their own spare time. It's not you watch it when it's on or you miss it, it's, okay, I'm going to have it on my hard drive and I'll get to it when I get to it. 
Mm. So not you can't go to school the next day and say, "Hey, did you watch that?" Because they're like, "Oh no, I haven't watched it yet." Yeah, it's on yeah, my exactly. computer. Read Have you watched that? Oh, I will. I've got it. Yeah. Oh, don't spoil it for me. Don't like, spoil it for me. I've got nine things that I need to watch. How often do you hear that? Don't spoil it for me. Yeah, because someone's too far behind. Yeah, but yeah, this the purpose of this show. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to start it was because I wanted a show where Simpsons fans can listen and feel like they're just having a conversation with their mates at school, like you said, or just having that conversation with their mates now. The good old days of The Simpsons. Yeah. Because everyone loves doing that. Catching up for beers in Germany. Yeah. Okay, question time. Pat Wright. Quarterback Pat Wright, I believe, judging by the profile picture. He Um, looks like a big man, this guy. Beef unit. Beef unit. In... (laughs) (laughs) Made that up. Beef (laughs) unit. He looks like the guy that could eat three steaks and not put on a pound. Yeah. Yeah. Great podcast. That's our, that's our shirt. Beef unit. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. I'm glad to see the page is up to so many likes. I've spread the good word to my friends. So thank you very much for that, Pat. A guy sent us a message today that I really appreciate. We should read it out. Um, is it Hamish somebody? It was the last message we got, I believe. I'll have to check. I haven't you, seen you complimented our Matt Schofield interview. Oh, no, I haven't seen anything since we posted that. Okay. Um, question for the podcast. Sorry if you've answered this in the past. I don't believe we have or I wouldn't be reading it now. Yeah. What's your favorite physical gag? I'll be doing the question. Okay, I wasn't yeah. even paying attention. I was getting that. I was yeah. going to say his name. His name is Hamish McCormack. And he says, yeah. I'll just, just quickly before we do the question. Right. Boys, absolutely amazing podcast with Schofield. Loved every minute. High watermark for the show so far. Keep up the sensational work. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that, Hamish. I appreciate that one. Um, so, my favorite physical gag. All right. Yep. <laughs> it's the Homer having the fight with Tom in Brother from Another Planet. I oh, son of a bitch. That was mine. Oh, was it really? This is more painful than it looks. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what it was for me as well. It's the noise that he yeah, makes. The... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's saying anything. It's so... It's just so helpless. And it looks so painful. Yeah, this is more painful than it looks. <laughs> oh, damn. I... It couldn't have been followed by a better line, though, could it? No. No, it was so well done. <laughs> uh, all right, I need Did to you not and... think I was going to f- remember that one? No, I thought you would have remembered. I just... You know, whether or not you were going to have <laughs> that exact same one. Um, now I need to try and think of something else just so people have... I'm glad I didn't say it. Because you asked me before the show, what is it? I'm like, I have a feeling you've got the same yeah, one as me. Yeah, no, it's a shame you didn't tell me and we could have been all professional and just had two different answers. <laughs> um, How often do Homer tried to get rid of the trampoline. Uh, if this was a cartoon, oh, the yeah, cliff yeah, would yeah, fall yeah, off. Yeah, now, yeah. cue to just darkness. I thought you just meant that the... <laughs> I've got another physical Crossy. game. That, that, that you just keep on driving. Yeah. <laughs> now, when he's running at it with the chainsaw and it wraps around it, yeah. the, the handsaw thing, I, I like the other physical gag was, how's your dad going with the barbecue? <laughs> the umbrella folds out He's fine yeah. <laughs> That's a great physical gag as well But yeah Just that still shot Amazing I also like the uh, In that same fight Tom catching the Starfish the, Yeah the oh, starfish Like ninja stars Yeah Well Homer uses them As ninja stars yeah. Tom catches them Puts them back in the tank There oh, yeah. you go fellas And, and the, the shark, shark Yeah <laughs> uh, Okay Question number two From Grant Blomfield Grant uh, I don't know if you've been asked this again. Uh, no, we haven't, or we'd have said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> your favourite character cameo, i.e. Mulder and Scully. Cheers, Grant, from Watford in England. Mine would be, uh, I like from that episode, not Mulder and Scully. Mm. I like when I have the aliens there and Elf goes, yo. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> so good. Well it's, done. It's got Marvin the Martian there as well. Yeah. This makes me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with... Like, Leonard Nimoy is virtually Spock in the monorail. In March he's got, he's monorail. Leonard, Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy with Spock's attributes. Yeah. Yeah. So he beams up and that sort of thing. And that, for me, is... He's virtually... Every time they get Nimoy on, he's on there as Spock. Apparently, that was like a... They didn't think Matt Groening would want or allow them to have that gag because it's not realistic. But he said, oh, it's realistic in the Star Trek universe. So, it's uh, okay. 
That's a real nerdy conversation they would have had around the yeah. table. <laughs> yeah. uh, final question for the mailbag. Uh, I'm going to read this. This is more of a... Sh- this is, it's almost a shout-out stroke a question. question anyway. No, no, no. Heather Hershock, greetings from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My name's Heather, and I absolutely enjoy the podcast. Firstly, Heather, is it indeed always sunny where you are from? I have encouraged <laughs> all of my Simpsons-loving <laughs> friends to tune in and look forward to your new episode. Thanks to your podcast, I discovered that you can actually purchase the big cufflinks from Lisa's wedding. Ah, I've also discovered you think that, you, that Katie woman who's getting married. Yeah, that. you've also discovered that you can get fifteen percent off any orders of two or more from SirSock dot com, <laughs> and have since ordered them for my fiance. Congratulations on the pending wedding. Yes, I can't wait to surprise them uh, with him when we wed in May. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast, Heather. Because- oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking when I read that, I was like, "You are a good wife." Yeah, definitely. Um, but we should probably reply saying, if he does listen, make sure he doesn't hear this yeah. one. <laughs> Maybe just cut that last little bit out. No, it stays in. Okay. Uh, the, she took the chance. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Let's just run with it. I added the other guy who was upset at work or something like that. Um, I can't remember to... I can't remember. Fuck. I can't wait to... <laughs> question. My question is this. Do you have a favourite cut to Homer's thoughts slash in a monologue moment from the show? Thanks. Keep up the great work. Oh, and for the record, I think my response would be stupid sexy Flanders. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But don't say revenge. Don't say revenge. Revenge? Don't say revenge. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I really like... Is that yours? Yeah. Don't say revenge? Yeah. That's uh, that's look, that's a very good one. The fact that you hear Homer's brain yeah. taking steps out of there. Well, uh, Conan O'Brien says that's when he knew that he could just have... You can just do whatever he wants in the show. If they can get away with the show having Homer's brain talking to him and then leaving and closing a door, yep. they can do whatever they want in the yep. show. There are so many great ones. That one has always been one of my favourites, but there's one in the next episode that I picked up because I watched the next episode thinking it was this episode, which is Marge asking Homer what you're doing today. And it cuts up to his brain. It's like, sleeping, eating a big sandwich, spending time with a boy. <laughs> like, spending time with a boy. And then... And then she asks him another question. It's like, come on, it would be really nice if you could do this with Lisa. And it comes back up to his brain. He's like, no, I've got nothing, Homer. If you were smart, you'd be able to think of an answer, but you're not. <laughs> and then back to Homer, stupid, lousy brain. I just thought then of the, um, oh, $20, I wanted a peanut. $20, but my many peanuts. Explain how. <laughs> that's another funny one. But yeah, so that's the mailbag for this week, is it? Yes, that is the mailbag for this week. Now, why don't you just plug your mate's store once more? Sirsock.com, S-I-R-S-O-C-K. What can we find there? Socks, I'm assuming? Bespoke socks for the distinguished sir. Of what colours? Black, white, and... No, no, multicolours. So, these are these are fancy-ass socks. Okay. Like, you've got your, your red, blues, oranges, criss-cro- crisscrossing patterns. These are socks that are going to stand out in the crowd, but okay. in a good way. Sirsocks.com. Sirsock.com. Not .au. Not .au, just okay. sirsock.com. Make sure you use the promo code FOURFINGER, F-O-U-R-F-I-N-G-E-R. For 15% off. 15% off any orders of two or more. When you go to that website on the landing page, you'll notice that most customers, as a discount for their launch, are only getting 10% off. So you're getting an extra 5% just by going through us. Do it, guys. Please do. It will be helping support Mitch's friend and the show. So, uh, au. Check out all of our articles, our podcasts, and our videos on there. We're going to start doing some more videos, man. 
Yeah, we, we'll have to get around some to some videos. Some of our videos have 45,000 views. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, we need to start putting some more up. Yeah. Send us a message. What do you want to see in a video? When you're done with that, feel free to sit down and watch Tango and Cash, because it's currently on in the background at your Dando's house. <laughs> and my God, Sylvester Stallone's forehead in this film deserves a, <laughs> deserved a nomination on its own. Also, check out our interview that we just put up with Matt Schofield, yeah. who is the supervising storyboard director of The Simpsons. Yeah. Such a good dude, isn't We've he? We've done a couple interviews, obviously, in the past, but this is the first long-form interview. This was my favourite. But also, although we interviewed Maggie Roswell, this was my favourite in regards to just being start to finish interview piece. Yeah, you know, it just it felt polished to me. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Maggie was a quick, not quick, but she only had minimal time. That was in an between experience. doing other things. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Maggie was fantastic. It was so great. But this was a more real sit down. What's your job involved? What is working on the Simpsons like? And more importantly, how great is the Iron Giant? <laughs> the Iron Giant. I'm listening. I'm editing it, and I'm like, you can sense uh, Mitch's smile. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's talking and I'm just imagining you were there the whole time genuinely smiling yeah I was I love that movie <laughs> after you've watched Tango and Cash go watch The Iron Giant I would be the same as Spielberg and E.T. yeah I'd just, just be constant just E.T. 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 Yeah. I would love it anyway so as we said uh, make sure you tell all your friends about the podcast rate and review us in the iTunes store plenty of reviews coming through lately which is great you should check them out some of them people are now getting really creative with their reviews it's yeah. awesome have you seen one from Grandmother Simpson no oh well that's coming in because I may or may not have grabbed my nan's iPad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I look forward to that one. Everyone jump on iTunes, check out that review, and then put a review of yourself and rate us. Give us five stars yeah. if you would like to. Tell us how you listen to the show as well. That's something that some people yeah. are still doing, but it's dropped off a little bit. So how do you? where are you when you're listening to the show? Plus, we'd love to know how you found the podcast. Did you yeah. find us through the Simpsons Best Moments page, RIP? Did you find us through Podbean? Did you find us just by searching Simpsons Podcast? Let us know how you found the show when you message us on the page. Anyway, thanks for the support, guys. We really do appreciate it. The next show is going to be Lisa's Substitute, which Mitch has already prepared for. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be three and a half hours long because I've had that long to prepare for it. Do, do you want to do a really good one for that one? I, th- I feel oh, like it's because, one of the because sem- the episodes are more- getting better. They're going to be longer. They are going to be. Yeah, I was going to prepare you guys for that because we've got more and more to talk about, and I guess we're more and more excited about these ones. Yeah, I'll, it's just going to be an hour of us. We're halfway. Th- we're halfway through like the podcast here, like forty-five minutes in. Yeah. We've spoken about five minutes of the episode. Yeah, because it's just so much, so much so good. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you like us on Facebook. See you guys next time. See you guys. Shh.